Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Episode 2, Post and Pints Podcast. We talk soccer, we drink beer. Alongside Matt, Dre, Alex and Kyle. I'm Justin. Got it right this time. Welcome to Episode 2. want to give a shout out to anybody that liked, shared, talked about, listened to Episode 1. And, uh... Yeah, I might as well kick it off. Matt, what are you drinking tonight? Please don't be some really sappy story. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just falling in love with Justin's eyes all over again. Now well, you see don't... them a lot more now because well, there ain't nothing else to I, look at on my then, face. Are we mentioning this? But that's, like, that's what I'm doing oh, yeah. right now. Like, oh, so, ladies, he's single, he's ready to mingle, and he's got nothing in between you and the sweet love he may provide. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I don't have a beard anymore. Great. What, what nope. kind of podcast no. is this? No. Anyway. So Justin walked in with no beard. Yeah, so, okay, so I'm, I'm, I thought it was a stranger. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I ran into Justin last night. We were hanging out at the bar, and like he's waiting for me in the parking lot. And I, I, I get out of my car. He's like, okay. And he gets out, and his jacket is all the way up to his nose. And he's like, okay, you ready to go in? I'm like, yeah. And he zips it down, and I started screaming. I started screaming like a stranger. It was so it was so much purse. better that we like, did it outside, and then I was sitting inside because you would have screamed like "What the fuck!" as soon as you walked into Fox and F. Now we're normal. At, we're normals at this bar. Like we're regulars, and like everyone treated Justin like that's the first time he's ever walked into that bar. Yeah, shout out to Kyle behind the bar. Uh, totally looked at me like eight times. Was like, I know this guy. Didn't say hi. He always says hi, so I know he knows who I am, but. If you've ever seen the TV show Scrubs, there's a character in the, like the later years. His name is Doctor Beard Face. They call him Doctor Beard Face, but his name is actually Beard Face. It's like, why do you all call me that? Well, Seymour, because your beard is eighty-five percent of your face. That's why. That was ninety percent of my face, yeah. But anyway, get back to the podcast. What are you drinking, man? So because Seattle squeezed out a tight victory, Here it comes. tight, tight, very tight. Very uncomfortable, especially for everyone in this room who picked Seattle to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a 93rd minute, like, little debacle on a corner. But, yeah, no, I'm drinking Eliason Brewing Company because when we were in Seattle at CenturyLink Field, they had their own, like, little separate bar. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was really great because, you, like, you go into stadiums now and they only give you, like, generic options, like, domestic options. And, like, if you Crap. want a craft beer, you've got to walk, like, to the other side of the stadium, 80 Floors up to go get one. Now Eliason was and it's twenty dollars a glass. Well, no, this I was about to say it was only like ten bucks. Well, Seattle knows what they're doing. I was about to say Seattle knows what they're doing. But yeah, Eliason Brewing Company. I am quite enjoying this. Good. Dre. Oh, you got my name right. Nice. Oh, kiss it. So hey, Dre. I have (laughs) Dre. Dre. This beer that I'm trying for the first time since it finally made it. Looks wild. Great state of New Jersey. And that is El Segundo Brewing Company's Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Whoa. So no, I'm just, I am... I'm just a little upset, like, when you started drinking that, you didn't smash it together. Two of them together. At $17 a four-pack, I am not smashing <laughs> these and drinking them like we'll Stone get you, Cold. We'll get you some Chorus Light Thank you for like. caring about my rug, Dre. <laughs> we'll buy you a new one. Yeah, it's white. <laughs> but um, at one point in time, I think I feel like I might have to do that. Just because. Rattlesnake I mean, effect. I, so I, feel like you're, yeah. I feel like you're disrespecting yeah. Stone Cold himself. By and that's the bottom line. And that's <laughs> it, because I think so. that's copyrighted, so we can't go any further. <laughs> nope. Uh, clearly, Alex is not drinking out of a can or a bottle. Shut what do you got there? No, no, no. Going back in time, I have a nice old-fashioned here I made. Very classy. Uh, very classy. I would like to mention how Alex has a little metal Alpoise-looking survival kit. Of, like, an Alp- <laughs> of a... 
old-fashioned kit with like the, the sugar cubes and it's got the little spoon and it's got bitters it's, it's so, literally so the funny story beer. behind that my brother i think got it for me for christmas or my birthday best gift ever best gift ever and if he's listening which i know he is I'm out of supplies, so I can use another one. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, Alexa. You know where I live. <laughs> hey, Alexa, please refill toilet paper. <laughs> All right. <coughs> Kyle. I'm busy drinking. I'm sorry, Kyle. Go on, Kyle. What well, do you got? Last week I had the, you know, the South Ford Ale. Of course. Viking Army. This week I have VSC's beer, Bolero Snort Brewery, uh, Orange Cream Pop IPA. So now we'll we'll lose this week. Is that is that what we're saying? I I, I, mean, I, I don't know, but anytime you you're drinking a creamsicle, I think you're having a good time. And yeah, it looks it, like Kyle's having a good time. It, it okay. tastes wonderful. Everybody's having a good time. It tastes wonderful. They're from Karlstadt. They're gonna have their beer with ESC at every game this year. Nice. I know it's a podcast, and people can't see it, but this is one of the coolest labels I've ever seen in my like, life. It's a good rip well, off of the actual. I mean, that's logo, what everything is. But it looks nowadays. awesome. No I was no just about original, to say, like, so cool. When you're buying that at the liquor store, I have to assume you think you're like waiting. That was in line made. That was made the, like, for someone our age. Like, hey, this yeah. is what you grew up eating. Yep. Here's a beer. You waited. Like if you waited, if you waited in line at the ice cream truck and you wanted a creamsicle, it's literally the same thing. I and it's like, I need this. I mean, don't get me wrong, Justin and Ky- Justin and I would literally die if we drank it. Shout Facts. out shout shout out milk sugar. Yeah, yeah, y'all don't want that. It happens. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll Everybody's got their crosses to bear. Hi <laughs> boys. What's on the agenda well, today? How about you let Yeah, I'm not drinking or anything tonight. Actually ah. I am. Oh shit. And something different. That's Voodoo Ranger, New Belgium, Imperial IPA. It's not bad. We'll leave it at that. Episode 2, lots to talk about. Stop rubbing yourself, you weirdos. <laughs> the world is coming to an end. It's the end of the world. God loves you. He's going to kill you. Italy in quarantine. Liverpool loses. German League chaos. And a team beats Messi to the punch. We might as well start with Matt in Premier League. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get started with it. And as you said... Don't forget to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Just gotta put that in there. Hot water. Hot water. Hot water, guys. So this is I, just a, so this is a key thing, and I get it like public service annou- announcement. Nothing to do about soccer. When you Wash get, ass. When you get Wash home, ass, guys. So when Thanks, you get, Trey. When you get home from work. Wash ass. <laughs> That's actually the first thing I do. I don't know about you. Gotta make, you, you gotta make sure you're clean. But go on. The first thing, so the first thing you do when you get home, grab an alcoholic white. Wipe off, like clean your phone, because a lot of people don't realize all day. Yeah, you're like you're washing your hands throughout the day, but your dirty hands throughout are touching your phone screen left and right. When you get home, alcohol wipe your phone. No, Alex, don't give me that look. I'm saving your life right now. You're so okay. Dumb. I'm saving your life. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Keep it up. I'm not giving you allowance. <laughs> oh now, man. Now that the PSA is over. Yeah, it's great. Nobody cares. So Liverpool lost, and I'm gonna take a moment. And we're all gonna sit here quietly and look at Kyle as he smiles really, and he ra- he's raising his arms in the air like he's having a great Cheers, time. Cheers, kids. Because Watford is Arsenal's best player this year. It, Hands down. I'm telling you right now, and you're reading reports that Sar is already like worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. This guy can barely make it onto Watford's starting eleven, but he's going to be worth a hundred million dollars before this season's over because he made Trent Alexander-Arnold look foolish all game. Well, we all know the real MVP is that ten-year-old kid that wrote the letter. Yes. I, we're going to talk about him in a second. Yes. I'm going to get back into it. Not only has Arsenal in the last week, the last two weeks. Lost to Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. Arsenal? 
You just said Arsenal. Not Arsenal. I'm sorry, not Arsenal. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> Liverpool. Liverpool. Liverpool has lost to Atletico Madrid, then in the Premier League, almost lost to West Ham. Like, if Fabianski's paycheck, if he didn't get a pay increase randomly from a Liverpool scout to howler a ball between his legs, um, almost lost to West Ham. Shout out David Moyes. Then lost to relegation side Watford. My God. Out of nowhere, I'm watching bits <laughs> and pieces. Jersey's on order. I, I, I'm watching bits and pieces. <laughs> I'm watching bits and pieces because I honestly don't. I, I think Liverpool's going to walk away with this. I walk away for a little bit, and all I do is I get a text from Kyle go, so this scoreline confuses me. <laughs> My so, head hurts. So I, com- I immediately run over, and I turn on the TV, and I'm just like, I see 3 nothing, and I'm like, I think they have like the the name switched or something. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> Somebody like, in the graphic department's really messing yeah, up right getting fired. Somebody's getting fired. I don't fired know how much today. of the second half of the game I saw. I just spent like 45 minutes just zeroed in on the score, waiting for them to change it. So, <laughs> not only Kyle, but I think I reached out to every Arsenal fan I knew or personally know, and everyone was basically throwing their own party in their own house because Arsenal will now. And I st- and I'm saying this, it'll still be. Plenty of plenty of years before another team goes undefeated in a Premier League season. I think it's too difficult, and I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of pressure to be undefeated an entire year. Like give Liverpool credit where credits due. They only lo- they only drew one game compared to Arsenal's like twelve draws they had in their invincible right, season. Right. But you got to give credit. Draws are just as important as wins mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. and like and this is a prime example key things to take away from this game they didn't bench anyone like Salah Firmino Van Dijk Mane all their u- Allison all their usual players everyone was starting Every, and, and, and like you think to yourself when Liverpool put out their best 11 forget about Watford you're thinking about best teams in the world that can't beat them yeah and Watford Troy Deeney Troy Deeney Troy Deeney FC which, by the way, I'm so glad Troy Deeney got on the score sheet yes. on this because I feel yes, I would have yes, felt yes. horrible if Watford won, but Troy Deeney like, right. didn't didn't participate, didn't participate on that. Yeah. It's too funny because then last week, like two weeks ago, Manchester United beat Watford, and Troy Deeney literally made a comment in the post game. He goes, "Yeah, we lost to Man United, but we have an easy game against Liverpool in the upcoming week." Lowen, <laughs> the cojones on that guy. Lowen, yeah. Well, first of all, if if you're ever in a bar fight. Troy Deeney, you, you oh, want Oh, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Next to Jamie Vardy, you want oh, Troy Deeney. Oh, yeah. I'd, I, that was on pay-per-view. I'd buy that. I'd buy that. That's like, that's like one of those things Troy on Facebook. It's like, pick, pick the people that you would need for yeah. like an apocalypse yeah. or a zombie outbreak or whatever. Those two right there. Who wins here? For those, I know Drano's Premier League and I know Kyle's Premier League. If Troy Deeney and Jamie Vardy got into a fight, who would win? I feel like Deeney got who's, it. Who's more scrappy? I feel like Deeney So, I think... You're going with Vardy. See, I'm Who would take Vardy. off their cleat and stab the other guy? Vardy. I think oh, Vardy. oh, all right, well, no, then Vardy won. No, I'm thinking Troy <laughs> Deeney's the guy who's going to... He's going to take you 10 rounds, and he's going to beat you up good. But I think Jamie Vardy's the type of guy well, who's going to take Vardy off... Vardy was under probation yes, for a while for a, a bar fight, so I I, actually, I might have to... He's sitting there in the corner statement. sharpening yeah, his cleats, getting them all nice and jagged. I think Jamie Vardy's the type of guy who physically takes off his boot and just starts swinging it. Wasn't it a man you play that jumped in the crowd cleats first into a fan. Our king Eric Cantona <laughs> there you go okay? so. Jesus when you jump into the crowd boot he first and he didn't, even, drop... he didn't even take his boots no, off no, to stab no, the guy he just jumped no he it. jumped right in and put the boot to center mass chest yeah. of a fan and then he's like 10 years later he's like yep 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, did that. I did it. And he, he and he did it. And it's it absolutely no shame. No shame. And it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. But big key takeaways, like I said, the big thing here is Liverpool had a full strength side, but for yeah. the first time all year, and you know it's really funny. A lot of people are like, oh. You know, what did Lovren do? <laughs> you know, that's Liverpool's having problems in the back. What did Lovren do? Out of their three of their last four games, Lovren's only started and played in one. For the first time in what has to be two seasons, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Virgil van Dijk look human. Like, Trent Alexander-Arnold was taken for a ride against Watford. They kept sending Delafeo and Saar... He kept overlapping on his side. Trent Alexander-Arnold had no idea what to do. Absolutely crazy. And you know what? I'm glad someone did it. But you know what? And you see it. They just lost the other day. They lost two days ago against Chelsea. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. That They lost three Third out of four, four games to a team that like no one thought would lose. Incredible. I mean, and you know... Again, I really have nothing more to add on it. I mean, really, hats off to Liverpool and Chelsea for doing what they did. And, you know, it's really going to be interesting to see now with the Champions League second leg coming up. Mm -hmm. How is Liverpool going to respond? Because both losses against Premier League sides were on the road. So this follow-up with Atletico Madrid is going to be home. I really think Liverpool's home support is really going to back them. And you have to remember how they had that comeback against Barca last year oh, yeah. also. Uh, well, so, like, what, nothing's off the table. Oh. It's only a 1-0 scoreline against Atletico. So, there's that game is not over by a long time. And stretch. I'm telling you right now, and I, you know, you look at Kyle as well, as you, you guys really watch the Premier League with me, you're still not betting against Liverpool, right? Oh, not no, a shot. absolutely not. A not. Shot. I mean, I'm telling you right there's now, no way. I think you could take the best starting eleven. From the entire Premier League and face Liverpool starting eleven, yeah. I would still feel comfortable that Liverpool yeah. would find there's, a way. There's no way Liverpool doesn't win the league. Oh no, no, I'm not saying wins the league. I'm just talking about a generic like just one game yeah. thing. Like you take the old starting eleven best players from the Premier League and go against Liverpool. I still think Liverpool wins. Probably, yeah. So I mean, outside of that, there's really nothing else going on. Um, definitely, I mean, the top of the table is very interesting right now in the Premier League. But if you're gonna watch the Premier League. Watch the relegation battle. There are currently right now between 19th place and 12th place in the Premier League right now are separated by just over 10 points. With a good chunk of games left, there's going to be a lot of movement. And you always have your usual teams up top, but seeing teams fight for every last point. I mean, you look at this. Watford went into that game against the best team in the world, in my opinion. They won, and now they're out of the relegation zone. But guess what? You lose next week, and Southampton comes in, West Ham comes in, and you're right, back, comes, and you're right back in the relegation zone. Yeah. Don't take any credit. Norwich, who's in last place, dead seen. last place, beat Leicester one nothing. Yeah. Anything can happen. That's the wonder of the Premier League. That's it. I, I thought you were going to go on forever. No. Uh, Dre, Dre. I what? was told I only had minutes. <laughs> That's it. And you, you stayed. Stay straight to it. Yeah. That's pretty good. Bundesliga, Byron, Hoff, breakdown. What All do you got? Right. So this week in the Bundesliga was pretty right. interesting and controversial, and it really had very little to do with the football aspect of it. Are you but telling I'll me cover. football violence isn't actually about football violence? Sometimes. Football violence. <laughs> so I'll, I'll do the match day coverage real quick. So Byron whipped Hoffenheim's ass 6-0. And all of that is without Lewandowski because he's out for about four weeks with uh, a minor injury. Oh, what happened? I think he picked up like a 
like an ankle injury or some kind of leg injury in uh picked up in previous game. I think the game against Chelsea. Quick you question: Can you game, pick that up at Walmart or Target? Yeah, where do you get that? Um, at? usually you pick it up in. Can London. I, wait, can, wait, can I can I prime can I prime that? No. Is that an Amazon Prime shipping? Kind they of don't thing? offer two-day shipping. Two-day <laughs> <No. laughs> shipping on little knocks like that? No. Only available. No. I love when I love when I hear commentators like actually say like, "And he picked up an injury." I'm like, "Where, where, where did he pick it up?" <laughs> Couldn't get it delivered. No. <laughs> but yeah, that happened in I think again in the game against Chelsea. But uh, Bayern showed they don't need to have Lewandowski to put up big numbers, and they. Definitely proved that in this game. Felipe Coutinho got two goals. I'm so uh, glad. The youngster Xerxes got a goal, so that's nice. I'm so glad. And I know, like, with, you know, Alex watching a lot of La Liga, and he'll say it too. As well as you know, Kyle as well, because, like, well, we appreciate Philip Coutinho when he was with Liverpool. I'm just glad he's got something going for him. Because, honestly, I feel thing like... thing is, up until this game, he was, like, starting to fall out of the graces in the team because he wasn't having the best performances. I've never seen a player... Fall in and out of grace so quickly. So quickly, so I feel many like, times. I feel like season, there's yeah. so many, like, honestly, I look at it, like, there's a lot of teams in the world who, like, a guy will go two months and have a bad stretch. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Hey, I love him. He's a great guy. I don't know why. Every time I listen, like, I hear about Phil Catino, I'm either seeing him score a couple goals, get a couple assists, and look worldy. Yeah. Or. Oh, he hasn't done anything for a month. Oh, you know what? Oh, he's clearly out of form. You know, why is he on this team? He's going to get yeah, loaded out somewhere else. That's pretty well, much the story that's happening uh, here. Yeah. Here's the thing. This is a question for the listeners, if anyone wants to answer this, and you are someone who followed Philip Catino's career heavily. Why does he get the scrutiny he does? Like, I really want to know I, why. I feel like my opinion on that is that he is almost kind of like sold as like a starting player, but then everywhere he goes, he never really becomes one, you know? Like, Barca, he didn't get that starting shot. Bayern, he's not a consistent starter. He'll start some games, won't start others. So, I just think with he Bar- has a lot of skill and can score the goals and stuff, but never seems to be able to convince the coaches to make him that starting guy. But what's his, like, what is his best position, in your opinion? The thing is, we have a lot of midfielders now, so, like, he's... Pretty good, like, like center if, attacking like mid. If, if you're starting a team and Philip Coutinho is the first person on your team sheet, where are you putting? I put him? I put him right behind the striker. So what, at number ten? Yeah, right, well, like see, center attacking mid, like somewhere around there. But see now, he, my, he does play in the wing sometimes for Bayern as well. Um, when we've had some injuries there, he's kind of filled in on one side or the other. But his, his big skill is like his dribbling and his footwork. But then sometimes he gets a little selfish with it and doesn't want to pass. Other times it's just worldly the way he. You know, breaks ankles on some defenders and scores some nice goals. So he he can do it, but I guess not consistent enough to convince a coach to get a starting spot. All right, so there's that game, and I'll definitely come back to that one because there was some uh, controversy towards the end. But then, in terms of the top of the table race, you had Borussia Mönchengladbach pull out a win over Augsburg. It wasn't that nice of a win. It was a three-two victory. But they did uh, pull out the victory in the end. So they are still, I believe, in fourth place with one match in hand against Cologne. Then you had Dortmund with a 1-0 victory over SC Freiburg. And for the first time in a while, Holland didn't score. Don't worry, all is not, you know, all is not over. This happens. Just the fact that this kid had, you know, all these amazing stats of seven goals in three matches or four, whatever, four matches, whatever it was. He'll be fine. On the flip side, I was about to say like, eventually they had like you got to slow down. You, I mean, it's it's not possible to keep that up. But it's not even slowing down. It's just like 
eventually he has to like it's he's gonna come off of that high yeah you know it's I don't know why. So, I feel like, and I'm, I, I hate to see things on social media where it's like... You oh, can't even say he's out of form. No, it's, it's, it's a game. But it's, it's not a e- game. but it's not even out of form. I just think it's too funny that, like, you see people on social media, but not only f- social media, you see, like, big representations. I'm not, like, uh, you see them across everywhere. Oh, is, has Holland finally hit the wall? How old is this kid? Yeah. He's been tearing apart not only the Bundesliga, but he's tearing apart Champions League. Playing well for Norway in, like, and, the, the Nations League. But that's exactly is. what I'm saying. Like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way this kid's hit the wall. I, I, I actually read somewhere that it's like, oh, he's officially hit the wall. Oh, calm down. How old is he? I, I 19 or 20. Uh, yeah, because yeah. we've all hit the wall at 19 and 20 yeah. years old. A couple times, actually. Justin, <laughs> Justin, Justin, put your hand down. So, in that game, uh, the 1-0 victory for Dortmund, the only goal scorer was Jaden Sancho, another youngster on that team, and who now has 14 goals and 14 assists on the season. So, this kid is goal scorer, goal provider. Now, he can get it done. What do you think? Because there's a lot of chatter coming from not only Italian news press, not only Spanish news press, but English news press. Apparently, Man United are willing to off uh, match that $100 million. Show me the money! Oh, that's, that's, that's Show that's, me the money! <laughs> apparently, they're, they're, they, they're willing to not only give him, give Dortmund $100 million. But apparently, agree to give him the two hundred thousand a week he's looking for. Damn. So, I've I know, spoken what would you about do this. With $200, a week? Oh my god. Same, thing, if you're same thing I do now, just richer. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. Just play more drums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How pretty quickly? Much. How quickly would you buy the robot? I'd probably so just be that guy that like still goes to work every day and just increasingly becomes more and more of an asshole to see if you can yeah. get fired. Well, I've always said it, even if you... Wait, like, I already to, do to that. To collect unemployment? Oh, wait, I already do that. <laughs> well, Winning. Like, honestly, like, I could never just sit around and do nothing. Like, I really can't. I would have to go get, like... Even if I was, like, loaded rich, I would go and get, like, some form of part-time job. You'd just go crazy like, if you did nothing. Yeah. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, oh, look at this massive house I have. Look at all these cars. I always thought a good idea would be to get like part-time jobs and like screw around for like two weeks. That'd be fun. And then I would, but like do like almost like a like a sitcom thing where like you kind of videotape I a little would, bit of it and I'd just buy a, and then I'd just buy a dive bar. Shut the fuck up. A I'd dive go back. Bar. I'd right. go back to retail. Go back to retail. Wait look until out. I get a fucking Karen-ass looking bitch customer, and then curse her the fuck out, and then walk out middle fingers up. God, your dreams are so just, high up just there. Just drop, Mike. That's it. That's all it is. <laughs> Forget Karen. seeing the world. Forget <laughs> anything else. You just want to no, go after Karen. Sorry, that's not on sale. No, sorry, coupons expired. No, so I am the manager. Sorry, bye, Karen. Uh, that, was my, that was that was my that was my favorite line. Like once I actually hit manager in retail, that was my favorite line by far. Where's like the manager? To, I'd like to speak to your manager. You just put me. We pull down your name tag. You're like you're. I, I am the manager. Like you I should have pulled a 360. Did you see the Yu-Gi-Oh? I am the there's, manager. There's the Yu-Gi-Oh meme. There's the Yu-Gi-Oh meme, and there's the one person who's like, oh, I'd like to speak to your manager, and then the like cut out scene is, I am the manager, and the other guy's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my response to the soccer-related question is I, I've been talking about this for a while, but I think Dortmund really needs to be able to hold on to their star players, and right now is the perfect time for them to do that. Right now, they last year they challenged for the Bundesliga title. It came down to the last match of the year. This year, they're currently in the race in third place for the Bundesliga title. They're still in Champions League as well. 
They have an amazing core of really awesome and young attacking players. If they're able to hold on to a core group of these players through next season, they are going to be like perennial contenders and very, very dangerous. You got Haaland, Marco Royce has been healthy. You have Amir Chan who just got good, from good for good for Marco right, Royce for being sure. healthy. Like Absolutely. I get you're a Dor- I get you're a Bayern fan, but like you have to be happy that like Marco Absolutely. Royce is actually just. I'm also like a German national team fan, so watching him miss the World Cup sucked. So it's nice that he's back and like in Ky- like and I know Kyle and Alex, you know, because they'll they watch just all as much soccer as we do. Like it's so upsetting to see Marco Royce always injured, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we have an, we have another player to talk about when we hit the MLS that I'm excited to see back. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, get we'll there. definitely get there. So, to wrap that Reese up... Buckmaster was dropped <laughs> by Red Bull. That's not who I'm talking about. It is a Red Bull player, but we will dive into that later. Oh, Go we, ahead, Dre. So, to wrap it up, um, yes, I think Dortmund he really needs real. to hold on to their attacking players, to their players in general, because they have some really good and talented ones. If they're able to hold on to them, I can see them being able to challenge for lots lots of titles and trophies every single year. And I think Jane Sancho is one of those important players that needs to stay. Whether or not they're going to be able to keep him is a whole other story, but I sure hope they can. So, as far as the top of the table, Bayern wins, still in first. Dortmund wins, still in third. Gladbach wins, still in fourth. And then the one game that separated the gap at the top was RB Leipzig tied 1-1. And that match now created, I believe, a four-point gap between... Leipzig in second and Bayern in first. Now, the all the match coverage is out of the way. The important or the least interesting aspect of the Bundesliga match day this weekend was the controversy surrounding the banners that a couple of ultra groups brought yeah, was, and showed at the stadiums of a couple games. That's pretty wild, yeah. Yeah. So German football violence? Very much so. <laughs> football violence. <laughs> no, 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 not just football. Well, they've been doing it for a really long time. German football violence. Yeah. yeah. I assume when I hear, violence, when I hear yeah, German uh, football uh, violence, <laughs> I assume the same football violence, except they're all walking around with steins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. I do not agree with the things that you are saying, sir. Why are you holding beer? Why am I not I'm holding, holding beer? beer? Violence on the eye. Yeah. Yeah. So, in one of the things that makes German football and soccer are so interesting and unique compared to other leagues in the world is its fan culture and ownership structure. So Germany has this rule called the 50 plus 1 rule which states that 50% of the club plus 1 share must be owned by the supporters themselves. And this goes across the entire league. There are a couple exceptions which uh, I'll get into maybe but generally speaking Every single German Bundesliga football club is owned by the supporters. They have thousands or sometimes tens and hundreds of thousands of members that pay dues and can get to vote on everything within a team relating to jersey colors, crest logos, all kinds of stuff, and all, all kinds of different decisions within the club. Certain clubs do have exceptions to that, and that's kind of what gets into this controversy. Because one of those clubs that has an exception to the 50 plus 1 rule is Hoffenheim. Now, the clubs that do have these exceptions to the 50 plus 1 rule get a lot of flack from the ultras and the fans and the supporters of all the other Bundesliga clubs because they see it as a way to circumvent the culture of German soccer and it's almost as a way of cheating, almost as a way of buying their way to 
doing better in the league or to getting good players and all that kind of stuff. And they're really not about that. Now, is there like something like along the lines of this? Is there like a reason why Hoffenheim does this? Is there like, or is it so just okay? So Hoffenheim, the the four teams that have exceptions to the fifty plus one rule are Wolfsburg and Bayer Leverkusen, Hoffenheim and RB Leipzig. The first two they're kind of grandfathered in because Wolfsburg is the factory in the town uh, where they make the Volkswagen car. So the soccer team Wolfsburg literally started as factory players from the, the Wolfsburg Car Factory. And then eventually they became not an amateur side, a professional team, so that they still stuck with that VW ownership, even though they were no longer a do they amateur still have, team. Do they still have the VW yes. on the front? Mm-hmm. Number two was Bayer Leverkusen, owned by the Bayer Pharmaceutical Company. Same deal there. These were the, owner, the, the players that played in the factory where they produced the medicine and stuff. So they also had that exception where they literally were a amateur team that played for the factory and eventually became professional. The other two exceptions are RB Leipzig, which is the new one, and then Hoffenheim. So for the sake of Hoffenheim, they were a small team from the city of Hoffenheim. It's really it's a village. It's 3,000 people. And they... I don't want to hear any excuse about people not showing up for soccer games when there's a soccer club that has that's from a town that's 3,000 people. And, and, you, fill, know, and, and you know they sell out that stadium. Oh, well, well, you're about to hear why. It's more than just the town of Hoffenheim. So, Which, by the way, outside of Dusseldorf, second best name yes. in German soccer. There's a lot of cool, cool German names. No, no, I'm telling you right now, I root for a soccer team named Dusseldorf any day, but I would immediately come in and the Gan- oh, no. I'd come in with the like Gandalf like wizard hat. Like I'd walk into every single game. Like who do you root for? I root for Dusseldorf. <laughs> anyway, Dusseldorf. Don't make fun of my German heritage. yeah, go on. Sure. Kyle, you okay? You need some water over there, champ? That's good. I'm not. Kyle's, <laughs> Kyle's, I'm not Kyle's, okay. Kyle's as red as his shirt right now. <laughs> I don't want to live this life anymore. <laughs> All right, let me, let me try to finish up as quickly as I can. So Hoffenheim, essentially through the patronage of uh, Dietmar Hopp, was able to go from the eighth tier of German soccer in the late 1990s to the Bundesliga by 2005, and then... The last 10 years or 15 years, they've been in the Bundesliga solidly all because he took a village club from a village of 3,000 people where he played in the youth academy, became a multi-billionaire with a company, SAP, which is one of the biggest tech IT firms in Germany and even the world, and then reinvested upwards of hundreds of millions of euros into the team, got them promoted from the eighth tier to the second tier, and then from the second Bundesliga into the first Bundesliga, and since then, they've been around for 10 years. So a lot of fans resent the fact that this, what should be a village amateur squad that no one five miles away from the town should even know about, to a team that has played in European competition because this man has invested close to $300 million of his own money to get them there. So that doesn't sit well with a lot of fans. Now, what's been happening in the late 2000s, the uh, Borussia Dortmund Ultras were protesting this and they called him a son of a bitch and they put up banners and signs and stuff and Hop took offense to this and Hop the the guy's name is Dietmar Hop he took offense to this and did some pretty crappy things including like installing microphones in the arena to, to listen to these fans to point out like which ones did it this rich white billionaire 
would go out and file lawsuits against these players, against these uh, fans. Because there's definitely not MLS teams that use megaphones. Yeah. Not megaphones. I'm talking, he would install mics in the stadium to find out which fans said something mean about him and then, uh, you know, take them to court. So the, the ultras kept doing this over and over and it grew into a big controversy. Eventually, in the late 2000s, they kept giving them um, collective punishments when they would ban them from going to certain games and whatnot. And then in 2017, the German Football League said that they would stop doing collective punishments and no longer punish entire traveling sections for you know, these violations of certain individual fans. Then, earlier this season, the German football authorities gave Bayern, not Bayern, gave Dortmund fans a two-year travel ban from going to any Hoffenheim games. Now, normally Bayern and, and Dortmund are very much rivals, but the ultra clubs all agreed that this is a huge violation. The, the, the German authority crossed the, the red line drawn in the sand, and all the ultra groups across the league are banding together in opposition to the DFL, and that's where you get these banners at a Bayern game and that's where you get these banners at a Union Berlin game, all against Hoffenheim because of the fact that German authorities are seemingly protecting this uh, this billionaire. So what happened at the game was they put up the banner that called Hop uh, a son of a bitch or a son of a whore based on how you translate it, and it called out the, the DFL for protecting him. Then the referee saw the banner, stopped the game, you had Bayern's team and coach go up to their away section and try to calm the fans down, have them put the banner away. The referee sent both teams into the tunnel so that they would get off the pitch. Eventually, the Bayern fans put the banner away and stopped. The game was restarted. And then the last 12 minutes of the game, both Bayern and Hoffenheim just kicked the ball back and forth, played keepsy-upsy. They were juggling we'll, the ball. We'll find the link, and we'll put it in the show notes. It, I'll like, definitely put the link it in there was, It was... Not, I want to. I don't want to use the word eerie. It was definitely like it was a culture kind of shock. It was yeah. just. It was very like. It was. It was twelve minutes of opposing teams not attacking, not striking, not standing any kind the goalies, of formation. Like the goalies, where like if someone wanted to just be like, ah, screw this and just kick it Lock, down, yeah. they would have gotten a goal. Right, right. So you have guys who are trying to get their goal numbers up, their assist numbers up, but yeah. they're all just like, no, this is this is more important. Yeah, so like the, the the two teams of Bayern and Hoffenheim, they to show solidarity, they agreed that they're not gonna play the game anymore. And for twelve minutes, they literally kicked the ball around. And I was watching the game on FS1. At like the eighty second minute, they just cut to commercial and never came back. They're like, all right, well the team's doing this, this the game's done, and they literally did not come back for the remaining eight minutes of the game. I just want to give a shout out to the referee that was like, "Hey, there's something wrong going on in the crowd. Everyone off the field." Yeah. Like, the, so in, like you realize in Portugal, there's literally racial chants to the point where I'll, the I'll guy that, is trying to get off the field because he's being racially abused, and the ref gave him uh, the the player trying to get away from the racism a yellow card because you're against the game. Right. You got to be kidding here's, me. Here's something interesting because that actually comes into this as well. And there's a big reason of why the ultras are mad. So Germany has this three-step process for addressing issues in the crowd. First, pro first step is you stop the match, try to get the problem fixed in the crowd. Second step is you send both teams into the tunnel. And then third step is you abandon the match completely, and there's no winners or losers, the match is abandoned. 
So, what happened in this match was the first two steps. The third step would have been abandoning it. Now, this weekend in the match between Union Berlin now, what and would, what would have happened if they like because uh, I know in different Bayern leagues, would not they would they would not get the win. They were up six zero and they would not get the win if the match was canceled. So if the match was canceled, it would have just what zero zero. Yep. Just, no, like, just no one gets anything. No points. I don't know if it would have been a tie or no points. Like I don't know actually because it's never happened. But they definitely would not get three points for sure. So the other match that had the same controversy was Union Berlin versus Wolfsburg. Now notice none of those teams are Hoffenheim, and yet still the Union Berlin Ultras held up a banner cursing out Dietmar Hopp for the same exact reasons as mentioned before. The referee did the same thing, and now this is what leads to the controversy. This is the first time that the German referees have used this procedure to stop a match. They haven't used it when there have been racist chants. They haven't used it when there have been sexist chants, of which there's been a lot. In the third league, there was a match once where there's um, the first ever German team that has an all-women supporter section. Right. And one of, I don't know if it was the same teams or the opposing team's ultra groups, held a banner something along the lines of like, oh, girls, wear your bras or something. And like they had a whole bunch of bras. It was a big sexist insult to this all-women supporter uh, group. Nothing. Didn't stop the match. Didn't send the teams in the tunnels. Didn't cancel it. No, nothing like that. And that was a huge sexist incident. On top of all, all the you know racist incidents you uh, know about. I don't want to be that guy, them. but you know money talks here. So right. And and one of the things that ultra clubs are pissed about is so why are the German authorities and referees protecting this billionaire, but not calling out legitimate instances of racism. Right. They didn't. They never stopped the match for racist taunts or chants or signs, but they now did when you insult a rich white guy. So, that's a lot of the controversy happening there. They also feel like their voices aren't being heard. They're not being allowed to protest peacefully. They're not being lab- uh, able to uh, speak their mind. Their civil rights are being violated with these microphones that he was installing and these lawsuits that the Again, you, billionaires... Again, you, really, you really give up your rights when you sign off by a ticket and go to the game. I, I so understand, but, but it's, I know it's, where it's larger than that. It, it's, oh, it's, yeah. You know, they, they, that's how the, the ultra groups see it. So... Now we're kind of at a standstill here between the German Football League and the Ultra Clubs because neither one's backing down. You know, one sees the other as a nuisance, and then the the Ultra groups see the German Football League as breaking a promise they made not to do collective punishments and ban fans from matches. So we're in the bit of in the middle of a little clusterfuck here. Well, and, uh, you gotta take care. Of, you gotta take care of your fans because. They pay to come see you, right. and they and, pay for the and like beer, said, and they pay for everything not, else. It's not only the fans so. come to pay and see you. In Germany, the fans own the teams. Right. Literally and figuratively own the teams. So that's a, that's a big issue there. I'll definitely provide a bunch of uh, of notes in the show notes. You dive into I, that I in your, on on your own podcast, right? Yeah. You know what? I'll plug it at the end, we'll but plug it in my own podcast, I do uh, an episode about this itself, so I'll plug that at the end of this. But that's kind of what's going on in Germany. So the title race is exciting, but... Typical Germany, wild things happening, as always. Ultras have some controversy going on as well. I'm going to shut my uh, my lights (laughs) up now. Nah, you're all right. And move on. Nah, that's good. Alex? Matt. I mean, Dre. (laughs) Dre. That didn't keep coming up. (laughs) Alex, wake up, wake up. I'm up, I'm up. You're up. I mean, I was told we're being charged by the minute here, so I'm going to have to cut mine a little short now. Thanks, Trey. Trey, sorry. Um, so it's, Stop making it's, fun of me. It's, it's a subtle making fun of me, and I don't like it. I call the kid Trey one time, all right? Do you know one the number time. of friends are sitting around there? <coughs> so it's week 26, El Clasico. 
Not much more to it. That's that's right. the whole discussion. It's I mean, the biggest game it's in the soccer. Biggest game in soccer. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone else watch it? We all did. Not with me. Didn't sure. <laughs> did you realize, like, in the parking lot at the Red Bull meet, I had El Clasico off my phone. No, I, I was drinking too much. Diehard fans, you guys. I rewatched it the next day. Yeah, I had to rewatch it. The I next was drinking day. too much. I didn't know what was going on. I came from a bachelor party, went straight to the game. So anyway, so hockey was on. So I oh, didn't. hockey. Was Sorry, on. didn't watch it. What the heck's a hockey? Oh, okay. We'll it's, dive into that in some other podcast. But anyway, Alex, go on. Dude, so what a match. We know that Real obviously won two zero. Oh my god. Yep. I am a Real fan, so I don't I'm, like, I'm pretty happy. I don't about like it. either Barcelona or Real Madrid. I just, I don't. But like do you hate one a little bit more than I, the other? I just like, I just, I, I. Do you I, hate it because all the kids pick it on no, FIFA and no, then beat no. you yeah, when you pick no, Manchester no, United? I, Manchester United had Cristiano Ronaldo. We, we, we did not birth Cristiano Ronaldo, but we mended him into the man he was, mm-hmm. and then we handed him to Real Madrid so that he may continue his glory. Therefore, I'm okay with Real Madrid. I'm okay with Real Madrid. I don't like. Well, fun fact, you know that Messi has now played them five times and has not scored since yeah. since Ronaldo's gone or it left. It's, it's almost like it's like the ghost, like Ronaldo just like just some voodoo magic. He was there. He was there. Why he was there was something on Facebook where he was like, the people were taking pictures of him. He's like, no, pay attention to the game. See, Stop looking at see, me. See, that's 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 where I love Cristiano. It's like, yes, I get it. I'm here now. Watch the damn game. If you think about it, it's pretty impressive that uh, Ronaldo's had just as many goals as Messi since he left the league. Kind of impressive, you know. Yeah. What's that number? I see what you did there. Big zero. Oh, the big zero. I see what you did there. Across the room, do you feel like El Clasico has kind of lost a little bit of its flair now that CR 7s not there anymore? It's it's lost mm. the whole aspect of the footballing world having the two best players face, face off each, each other. other. Exactly. But El Clasico is still a classic. Oh, I, I think um, so. I you just, just no longer have the two best guys. I was just it. listening to, I was listening to like another podcast where like someone was like diving in like, oh yeah, I think El Clasico has like lost its flair a little bit. And I'm sitting here like, it's the biggest game in La Liga and it doesn't matter where you go, like any other league, you take, you, Pay attention when it's La Liga. Like you, you stop, you stop and watch. You watch El Clasico. Yeah. You watch El Clasico. Exactly. No matter who. There's who's certain on the games team. in every league you watch, especially when you're just someone who just avidly loves soccer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I just I don't. Even when Messi eventually retires, like Cristiano Ronaldo is <clears> eventually going to retire. Messi's eventually going to retire. You shut your whole mouth. I know, right? And you Isn't know who we have to watch? Retire you know who to we the have MLS. To watch out for? Yeah, I mean, what? That, that, what is he? Nineteen years old? I don't, know, I don't even think. And you have Ansu Fati. That's like 16 no. Don't quote me on this, but I want to say like sixteen, seventeen. No, he's not. No, Fati no, is like seventeen. Yeah, eighteen or nineteen. Well, those eighteen, nineteen. Well, those, those, well, those are those are those are the kids who eventually are going to like. Hey, this is <laughs> the kid. As I look at Justin's baby face without uh, a beard. If you've ever met Justin, it's you know, so scary. Sorry to bring it up again. Anybody that's ever met me in the last ten years knows that I have a beard. I feel like. I've never seen you without a beard. I feel like eight or ten times in this Most people haven't. (laughs) keep bringing up the fact that Justin doesn't have facial hair. It's creepy to look at. I think think there's a stranger out of the corner of my eye. I just keep seeing this stranger. I'll cover it up. Oh, oh, thank you. Thanks for covering it up. No one can see this, but it's very comforting. A quick recap for the first and second half. Both teams came in with different strategies. Madrid wanted to play, you know, fast-paced ball. While both Barca, or while Barca, Barca played a more controlled game. Uh, Barca came in, you know, the first shot went right over the bar. Uh, I believe the second was Arthur, went in with an amazing run, but the shot was saved by the uh, goalkeeper. And Theo Courtois. And you know what? That's another player I'm really glad. 
first of all, what a gorgeous name. But number two, it's like, I, that's another player I'm glad kind of fell back into the gr good graces because like I know a lot of Madristas and they are like when when Courtois first got there, it was like yo he is horrible. We spent so much money on a guy who is not good. Like he was good in the Premier League, he's not good Dude, here. And but this is his second Clasico with no goals against him. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think he's slowly starting to work his name back into the conversation of, like, top five goalies in the world. Definitely. Um, definitely. And you know what? I mean, Ter Stegen really, you know, he's still very – I honestly, Ter Stegen, I know Dre very big on German football. Would you be okay right now, Dre? Would you be okay? Like, who would you right now? If you're Bayern Munich and you had your choice between Ter Stegen and Marilyn Neuer right now, I'll keep going for now. <laughs> Two years from now, is that the same answer? You're looking for the long term. We'll bro. see. We'll see. We already got the long term replacement, so. Yeah, Hoffenheim is going. Schalke is going. Schalke is going. Well, we currently have Schalke's old goalie. We're going to have the next goalie. Schalke is going to keep just giving. We don't buy players from Schalke. Schalke. We buy players from Dortmund. But we buy goaltenders from Schalke. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be working. That's their youth it's a bold strategy, Con. Yeah, Bayern doesn't have a youth program. They just keep buying players from Dortmund. <laughs> and Schalke. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, we had the first goal in the 71st minute, and Mariano, that was Vinicius, and then Mariano, I believe, was the 92nd minute, right? At the yeah, end. I was about to say that. That but was like... Dude, second half, it was game over. No, I mean, what? It's, uh, you know what's the nice thing with El Clasico? It looked like, even though the game was a little wild back and forth, it never looked like it was out of Real Madrid's control. Like, it looked like they had a firm hand on the game the entire game. Especially in the second half. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, in the second half, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's... They just dominated. They, 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 they took over. But... I, like, I look at Justin, and I think everyone's seen the photo of Sergio Ramos before the beer. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on We're right back on there. Because every time I, I don't think this episode has anything to do with soccer. Every time Justin's up, face, El Classico edition. <laughs> every time someone World's up, coming to an end. end. What's going on with Justin's face? <laughs> <laughs> it's not think, coming to you. I think this has to be the next post on uh, on Instagram so everyone can see the before and after. Well, maybe we'll do it. What do you mean, maybe we'll do it? Justin's really like... <laughs> we, we said it. Now we have to do it. So, All right. so when Justin shaves beard... Oh, like so we're just giving away things now. Uh, yeah, I like to promise things. <laughs> when Justin was shaving his beard, he's like, this is going to be fine, fresh start, fresh year. And then the second he was done with it, it's like, oh my God, I've made a mess. <laughs> Could you imagine an additional 100 days on that beard if I continue to let it go for your wedding? Yeah, I really wish. I'm sorry. So when sorry. we're recording this episode, it's actually 100 days away from my wedding. Congratulations really? again. Yeah, exactly 100 days wow. today. Yeah. How are you feeling? Yo, oh. so this is... So this is no, on. <laughs> He's so turning this, really red. No. I'm excited. I cannot wait to get married. I really can't. My fiance is... I, I'm doing so, like... She's so far out of my league that it's like... She's pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh my god, like... Trust me, I'm, I'm so... I'm. You think soccer makes you happy? My fiance makes me a whole lot happier. And, um... Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was told and yelled at, like, hey, when you open beers, do it right next to the mic, so. Exactly. Do you want to clean with me? Do you want to clean? Okay, Let's clink, clink. Hey. Wow, that was good. That was actually really it's good. It's a quality uh, Tommy Bahama on, does the does, does the pour work did as well? Just... I did. I just poured it on the. You're not getting any of that If we lose audio, it's because Matt just poured beer on the mic. All right, you're yeah, good. That sounds not coming out. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. 
Kids get reckless. But let's go over the top five standings, and then we'll get we'll to segue. Kyle. Yes. From go on. Numero cinco, we have Atletico Madrid, five, uh, four, Tafe, then Sevilla, and then obviously Barca, then Madrid. Cool. Appreciate it, Alex. I owe you guys Kyle. A, I owe you guys a pillow. Yeah, you fucking. We got. What, what do we got? Lockdown it's at okay. this point in we'll, Italy. We'll clean it up. There's not much to talk about. I feel like what, just with Kyle talking about dying. the Italian league, I feel like I should get it. Yeah, I'm going to give you all. Yeah, I'm going to get some Purell. All but some before that, Dre, thank you. Buy some boys. masks on Amazon straight from China. Let's do it. Lockdown in Italy. Serie has been uh, very on and off this year, literally. Italy is pretty much the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak in the in Europe. Correct. There's over 3,000 infected, and so far there's... Just above a hundred deaths reported. Wow, Jesus, um, that's bad. The government's pretty much trying to Why can is this sporting. The first of... I'm hearing of that number. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty hard to find. Because <laughs> you get I... all your news from Facebook. It's actually pretty hard to find. <laughs> I only BBC, found the number. It's all news from Fox. No, 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 Fox no, no, BBC strictly does England. They're like, and let's talk about the death toll in England. Nah, nah, nah we don't need to talk about Italy. That's not. <laughs> but uh, the government's trying their best to. Do what they think is right. They're they're stopping sporting events and mass gathering gatherings in the areas that are more affected than others. They're trying close stadiums. They're trying Makes everything. Sense. It's a smart move. Yeah, they're doing what they can. But the one thing that's definitely happening is the uh, Syria is being seriously affected for the year because of it. So leading into this, we have um, we had a, nat- a, na- a national team game that was canceled altogether. An inter Europa League match against the Bulgarian team was played to a closed stadium. Then right after that, we had nine games postponed, including uh, two Inter games, one of which was Inter Milan versus Juventus. What a massive game. That's yeah, true. for a massive game like that to be put off three months. And now, now because of it, you have Lazio in first place. Juventus is in second. Everyone raised their hands like Lazio, like, oh my god, like, this is a team that, like, wasn't even supposed to be in the top five this year. hey like, That's kind of how I feel. But, you know, like, here's the thing, like, it's too funny because, like, I listened to another podcast that's strictly Italian soccer. Shout out to the guys at Top Bins Talk. Like, Lazio wasn't even acting in their top ten, like, when they yeah. were talking about it. And yeah. this is And this is a team that literally... Right now, if the season ended, they'd be winning the league. Which, as a Roma fan, I'm not happy about. So now we have Lazio's on top. Juventus is down one game. They lost a game against Inter, which could have been a big game. You could have had anybody on top. Inter is the one suffering the most. They dropped two games because of this whole outbreak. And now they're having more and more meetings about what to do if the whole season's canceled. Do you crown a champion? Do you cancel the whole thing? Nobody really knows how to. It's never happened. Nobody Did, knows. Didn't they just say the rest do. of the season's going to be played behind closed doors? Or Until April 6th, every okay. game is going to be played behind closed doors. I and think then, they're hoping that, that include, something weans down between now and then. Does that include making up the postponed matches? Or are those happening? Well, those like games are going to be rescheduled like for away. another three months. Three months oh, wow. Yeah, like, so we're not going to see those games played until May or June. Now, was there anything like listed for Champions League? Like, the Italian teams left in Europa and Champions League. Um, I mean, I have to assume, like... The Europa League game was being played under closed stadium. I believe that's the case for the next one as well. Um, the Italy national team game was just canceled. I haven't heard anything about a reschedule for that. But could you, like... I think, like, wasn't a Barcelona game not too long ago? Yes, so the, that yeah. situation was when there was a situation in Catalonia, which is where Barcelona is located, where there was a separatist movement. There was an election that day. 
to secede from Spain. There was a whole political thing. And, um, yeah, that day they ended up playing... Uh, Barcelona ended up playing a game in the Coliseum. I, I think it's like either PK or Busquets. I forget. Like it was a bigger name. PK PK is a big a big guy for the Catalonia. No, but so I like PK went well, to go vote. Oh no, I wasn't even saying that. I was saying along the lines like, like a, a description after the game when you play in a stadium of 70, 80, 90,000 seats. Like you're used to seeing 80, 90,000 people in those seats. To play in a game that's completely empty. Oh, yeah. Like I think like I forget. It was either Sergio Busquets. PK or like Jordi Alba I forget it was one of those three guys who literally commented they're like it was scary like they actually used the word like it was scary playing in an environment like that where you're playing such a big game and you can hear everything you can yeah. hear like you can hear every pass you can hear every run you can hear like like every, all the players talking to, to each, each other, other. Yeah. you can hear all of them like it's like it's playing weird. it's it really is it's like playing pickup soccer like if yeah. anyone who's ever played pickup soccer before and there's no crowd you could hear every movement and it's yeah. like for us it's no problem because we're not used to playing with more than five people watching while in you know you go to a Barcelona game you play at the now camp it's close to 80,000 it, you're used to 80,000 people screaming yeah. to turn around play a game and there's no one there that's gotta be eerie man that's yeah. Yeah. like ghost town eerie yeah Almost kind of like Red Bull Arena. Very close. Oh, Very close. oh that's a, that, that might be oh. the tough way to segue oh, right guys, into the MLS. I had, oh, guys, I had a great night. Oh, oh I gotta I'll get see, up. I'll see, see you guys, guys later. I'll see you guys next week. Oh, that <laughs> one hit. That one really hit home. No, I'll, see, gonna, I'll see myself. But, um, I'm, gonna, we, I, I'm, I'm saving myself for the what pissed you off this week. So, part, but before part. we finish, we got um, the Champions League race is still pretty close. You have the top four teams: 62, 60, 54, and 48 points. Lazio, Juventus, Inter Milan, and Atalanta. Like I said, the cancellations are really affecting the season. Anybody could have been up front right now. Right. But Plus, yeah, you're losing front. momentum and everything. So, if, yeah. This is wait, wild. Quick question. Absolutely. So the, te- the, the games that were postponed, are they technically postponed past when the normal season ends? No. Okay, so no. it's still within the regular season. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of double match weeks. So, it might so, be like, like a Wednesday or Tuesday you know, match. Yeah. You know what's going to really stink, though? And it's the same thing like if it ever crossed. I mean, no matter what league it crosses over into... You have teams that are representing themselves in Champions League and Europa League. You're already <laughs> playing a midweek game. So are you really telling me that you could squeeze like three, three games or, in three one or four, week? Three or four games in one week? You're going to end up with a situation like Liverpool had like a game. They had literally like the Club World Cup and their FA Cup or their Car- Carabao Cup game. Literally one on a Tuesday, one on a Wednesday. So Jurgen Klopp, so Jurgen Klopp literally was at one game playing teenagers, sixteen and seventeen year olds against I think like Aston Villa or West Ham. Right, Aston right. Villa. Yeah, yeah. They lost that game because Aston Villa is playing their usual starting eleven, and Liverpool is playing fifteen and sixteen year olds. Which, by the way, I still think someone scored a goal, which is like wow, a sixteen year old scored a goal wow. against an actual professional English Premier League team. But I'm saying, like, with all that, like, cluster going on, that's got to be, like, towards the end of the season, that's going to be so disrespectful. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, with, with the cluster, the thing that's really going to suffer is the Europa League race. You had, the last time I did the standings, you had up to 11th or 12th place, all within, like, three points of a Champions League spot. Now you have Roma and Napoli have the spots by 45 and 39 points. Roma has a decent lead on Napoli. And uh, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth place are all still within five points, but that race is going to get really convoluted really fast yeah. with all the scheduling changes. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see 
how we go forward from here and what happens with these rescheduled games if mm. Inter Milan can pick up the what they had going on before they lost two games back to back. It's actually it. When you take so much time in between games and you get like removed, you lose a little bit of that momentum. Right. Because mm-hmm. now you're stuck to just training. And it's it, anyone who's ever played sports, training, even though it's required, is nowhere near playing. Like you, you, you need that some of that chemistry, and like when you're not playing an actual game, it kind of removes you from it, and it kind of like I don't want to say lets your guard down, but it, like it makes you in a little more relaxed position. It mm-hmm. feels like you're like you're like you're leaning the seat back a little bit. You're kind of just you're not on the edge of your seat anymore, and I feel like you, you lose a little bit of that. It's also a kind of thing where, as American sports fans, we we've been lucky in that regard here, and I feel like we're watching you know games like Serie A and we're like oh wow that's crazy that's thank god that's not happening over here now meanwhile you have there are reports that LA County are saying that if it gets worse there you could have every sporting event including uh, LA Galaxy played behind closed closed stadiums and you know if it's in Los Angeles it's only going to be a matter of time before it hits LAFC San Jose and again the West Coast, it, 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 here's the thing, in the United States, with the way the travel thing is, like everything travel-wise in the United States, it's very easy to travel from one state to another, bus, train, oh, plane. Yeah. You don't have it's to... The problem is it also sits dormant for two weeks before it like, really like, outbreaks. And that's so, the thing, is you, don't even, there's, you don't even know. There's talks, it's in Albany, New York already, so it's, it's on its I way. I think there were Manhattan's talks earlier in the right. week. Right, so it's, so it's everywhere. So... You know, wash your hands. As we were talking about before, wash, that's wash, gonna wash, well, wash your ass. Wash, wash, wash your ass. ass. Wash your ass, wash everybody. Your ass. Red Fox told you, wash your ass. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Post and Pints. If you want to join in on the conversation or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, that's at Post and Pints Podcast. And remember, the banter is free, but the beer is not included. Drink responsibly.